we had. Get us charged up, woke up those meals that you might have had in between service. Amen. I want to thank the brothers for those that took part in the communion portion and thank you all for uh, finding time in your schedules to come out this evening and worship the great God of heaven. That, that last song, uh, you know, we definitely don't want the Lord to do nothing without us. Amen. Amen. In mind. Amen. He had us in mind before he even made us. So, uh, and we want to stay on his mind and, and stay in his grace throughout. We never want to get to the point where we get away from his mindset and, and away from his presence. Amen. All right. You're visiting with us this evening. And we just want to say you are our honored guest. Glad you uh, chose to worship here this evening, the great God of heaven. Thank the scripture text that was read into your hearing by Brother Pinckney in 2 Timothy chapter number 1 and verses 13 and 14. I'll read it again for emphasis sake. And the text reads as follows. Hold fast the form of sound words which thou hast heard of me in faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. That good thing which was committed unto thee, keep by the Holy Ghost, which dwelleth in us. This might not be, um, say a lot in volume, but we, we, we pray that it'll say much more in principle this evening. See, there's so many religious organizations out here that have moved away from God's plan and the people are just doing whatever they want to do and we even have some of the Lord's churches who have deviated away from your, uh, God's plan sometimes people want to uh, uh, it's nothing new uh, back in, in the day uh, Israel felt like they wanted to be like everybody else in the land. And they started copying other people's ways. And sometimes we can get to the same point where we want to be like everybody else. God, God would have us not to be like others. He, he's called us out from being like others. See, the, the Apostle Paul, in, in this letter to Timothy, knowing that his death was imminent, encouraged and charged Timothy in regard to his duties as an evangelist. Timothy was an evangelist. And, and Paul told him, starting around verse number six, he says, he says, Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir, stir up the gift of God which is in thee, by the putting on of my hands. See, he told him to stir up. Uh, it, it, it brings to mind that word stirring up means to stoke the fire. Yeah. You know, if, see, some of y'all might not have been back in the day where you had the pot belly stove and, 
you know, and, and them coals sat there long enough. See, if they sat long enough, they would die. They would, they would burn out, and, and, and somebody had to go. Usually the children were told to go stoke that fire, you know, and you, you had to, you know, stir it up a little bit, you know, to, to be, so it wouldn't go out. Amen? So, so he says, I want you to stir up, Timothy, stoke that fire of the, the multifaceted gift that God has given you. See, see, see God has gave him a, a, a multifaceted gift. It wasn't just one gift. It, 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 it encompassed a few different things. See, one way he was gifted was with the unfamed faith that was in his grandmother. And see, that unfamed faith means true faith. This wasn't fake faith, okay? This wasn't like, uh, 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 see, it, it, the, the, text, the text says that unfeigned faith that was in your grandmother, Lois, and also in your mother, Eunice. That was in verse number five of, of, of our chapter here. Now, see, we have some grandparents who passed stuff down to the rest of the family that don't necessarily come from the book. You know, you got a whole lot of people misguided walking around here on, on grandmama-ology yeah. rather than on, uh, on Bible uh, facts. And, 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 you know, and some people will go to their grave believing what grandma or grandpa said and with never having seen that in the book and not checking it to make sure that thus saith the Lord. So, so but, but, but Timothy... See, he had a mother who was a Jewish, and, and, and uh, Paul said that this unfeigned faith that he said that you had, he said, you got that from your mother and your grandmother. So, so he was no stranger to this. He, he had been into this for a while. He had some true faith passed down to him. And, and, and secondly, in, in 1 Timothy 4 and, 4, 4, 4 and 14, he said, he, let me jump over here. First Timothy 4 and 14, it says, Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. Now, we, we know with this presbytery that they're talking about, it's talking about the elders, okay? And we know that they couldn't give him anything miraculous, but they could give him authority in the position that he was going to hold. Usually when you, when you look at this, when you, you look this up, you'll see that in, in Timothy's particular case, which, which goes along with this next one here, I'll, I'll say this now. The, the third gift that he had was that which Paul said. Let's jump back over in, in, in our, our text. Paul said in, in verse number 8, he says, Excuse me. Paul said, find my place here. Okay. Paul said in verse number six, he says, Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. Paul the apostle. Now, Paul had, he had the ability to give him a miraculous measure of the Spirit. 
the, the apostles had that. He couldn't pass it on to anybody else, but he had that. So, But usually when something like that was going on with an apostle giving someone, uh, laying their hands on them, it was done at a time, it, it, it's believed that this was done at the same time that the presbytery laid hands on him as well. See, because Timothy being charged to be an evangelist, he needed, he needed some help with that. He needed some miraculous help in that, in that time, that early period of the church. He needed to, to have something that would endow him with the, the ability to, 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 to speak those words that, that the Holy Spirit would give him. So, so, so those two gifts work together. So, so Paul was telling him to stir up these things that you had in you. And see, and, and around verse number eight, he says, he tells him, to be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. See, had not Paul laid hands on him, See, he might have been a little scared to get out there and take this charge that Paul had gave him. But somewhere in, in, in this text, he says that, for, in verse 7, he says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So Paul, Paul, with that gift that he had gave him with the laying on of his hands, would help him in those areas where he might be fearful. And then, Brother Bill, I'm thinking about the fact that here you working as an apprentice under Paul. Paul is in jail now. And, 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 and you you thinking, okay, well, this, this kind of discouraged me. This way I'm headed. If, if you know, the, the, the one I'm working under is, you know, in bonds now. You know, what, what's going to be uh, uh, my future? So, so he said, look, don't, don't be ashamed of my bonds. No, this, this, the Lord got me, okay? Lord, I, I, I'm, the Lord put me in places that I couldn't even go in myself. The, the, the gospel is not going to be stopped by my bonds. He said, don't be ashamed of me. Don't be ashamed of God's testimony. And, and, and don't be afraid to suffer for Jesus Christ. See, he's telling them these things because Paul told us in Romans 1, 16, he said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. He said, before, it is the power of God, the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And then, and then that brings us to our text. Where in verse number 13 and 14, he, he tells them to, to hold fast to that which you have heard, and he says, and to keep that which is committed unto you. See, see, it's, it's that charge that he gave him in those verses that I want to focus on this evening because it describes the duty that we have today regarding that which was taught by the apostles. See, we have a duty as well. He's telling us right here, we can relate to this. He told him, 
He, he told him that he wanted him to hold fast to what he's heard and that he wanted him to keep that which is committed unto him. The title of my lesson this evening is Holding On to Sound Doctrine. Amen. Holding On to Sound Doctrine. See, as I said, sometimes we, we run into uh, places and organizations and people who have drifted away from sound doctrine. People are just saying anything they want to, what they think, what they feel, uh, what other people have told them, and, and, and we, we, we got to make sure when, because we're going to be judged by what's written, we got to make sure we have a thus saith the Lord for that thing, that thing that we are believing in. See, all Christians have been beneficiaries of that which was revealed by the apostles. See, all this was revealed through the apostles. This is, these are words, they didn't come from them, but they, but they came by them. And with the blessings that we've received from that comes responsibilities. They're quiet, man. They, they're quiet in here. I, 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 some, I've been told that people are usually listening when, when they're quiet. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I don't hear no snoring, you know, out there, okay? So every once in a while, you might want to say amen, let me know you, you're not asleep, okay? So, but, see, with, when we receive benefits, benefits usually come with responsibility. And I, if, if you're a Christian in here, and you don't think that this word that you received since you became a Christian had benefited you. We're going to give you time to ease on out the door right now. Nobody's going nobody's to turn around and look at you, okay? If you, if you choose to say, I haven't, it hasn't done anything for me, then, then you're free to go ahead on out here because we're not talking to you, okay? See, but, but I know that I have benefited by what... I have found what, what this word have done to my life. Amen. And the scriptures tell me that we have a responsibility as being Christians to do something with that. See, Paul was talking to Timothy and his responsibility as an evangelist. But it was a, a charge that, that encompassed all of us as Christians. See, one, one such responsibility or duty that we have is our duty towards the words that the, the apostles taught. Amen? That's the first charge that we have. And in and, and verse 13 it says, he tells us to hold fast the form of sound words which thou hast heard of me. Okay. See, here our text says we must hold fast to these words. Hold fast, why? See, because we need to hold fast because the words of the apostles are sound words. Sound words. Now, see, if you use this word, if you was to use this word sound in relationship to health, you know, you say your body is, is sound, that means that you're healthy. You're, you're, you're well, if, if you was to use it. But when you use it figuratively in, in the sense of talking about uh, sound words, it, it would mean that these words were uncorrupt and true to doctrine. Okay? He says, 
he says these sound words. He, and he said, hold fast the form of sound words which thou hast heard of me. These uncorrupted and true to doctrine words that you've heard from me. See, they are sound because they are the words of God and the commands of Jesus Christ. Are y'all with me? See, see, this, this word here, form, means, he said this form of sound words, that, that word means, it's, it's translated here as the plan, the outline, the pattern. So he's saying we have a pattern here with these sound words that you need to hold on to, okay? See, and, and, and this clearly shows that the gospel of Christ must be believed, obeyed according to a certain order. It's an order here. It's a pattern here, okay? So you, you just don't walk up here. If somebody came up here and said, oh, yeah, I want to get baptized tonight, you know. They came and nobody taught them. They just had a feeling. They, they might be going through their checklist, you know. It's the beginning of the year, you know. Everybody uh, made their resu resu what, resolutions. <laughs> the, lose 20 pounds and uh, gym membership and get a new job and what else? Baptized. Oh, yeah. I want to get baptized. So I was coming past here and I saw all them cars outside. I'm stopping in here to check that off my list, okay? So... So, but see, people do that, but we need to know that they understand the commitment that they are making when they do that. We can't stop them from doing it. We pray their heart uh, is right and that they really understand the commitment that they are making when they do this. So this soundness, these sound words, see, they, as I said, they're sound because of where the words came from. They're uncorrupt and true to doctrine because they're God's word and the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's what makes the, these words sound. See, in 1 Thessalonians, if you would turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter number 2. And we're going to read at 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 13. This is the Apostle Paul saying. He says, For this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God, which you, which you heard of us, of us apostles, he said, you received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. See, he's saying, he, he lets you know right there that the words that you heard and received didn't come from us. He said that they were the word of God. He said, and you received it. You received this word. And he, he, he's saying, I'm so grateful for your warm reception of God's word, which has the power to produce amazing results in the lives of those who believe it. Did y'all see that here? He, he, said, he said, 
but he said the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. Now, if you don't believe, he's not talking to you. He said, but if you believe, you've received a word that effectually continues to work. It, it has that ETH on there, worketh in you if you choose to believe. See, and I, I, I know when I read that, I say, wow, that's powerful. That's powerful because I believe that. I, I've ran in, in, in my Christian life since I've been in the body. I've had occasions to read certain scripture and have read it so many times and, and, and thought I had an understanding of it. And then later on, two, three years later or longer, one day I, I, I might be studying at home or in a Bible class and, and I, I hear somebody say it differently than what I'm normally hearing it. And all of a sudden the light bulb comes on. And I say, wow, that's what that means. Oh, that's the first time I've understood that in that particular way. So, you know, and, 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 and I always, when I hear people that say, oh, you, you, you're going over that again? You know, like, like they got it already. You know, they, they heard it twice and they got it. You know, they, like they got this thing. But, I mean, we, we can go 20, 30, however many times. If you're that sharp to get it after two, then, then you know. More power to you, and I and and I I, I congratulate you. But I, I I I feel this is too vast to say that I've gotten it at the hearing it twice. So so we we need to we need to go over this thing. But he says when you get to the point where you start believing it, and and, and I had that to happen as far as prayer is concerned. See see, prayer is a thing where everybody every Christian that has the name, wears the name Christian, doesn't necessarily believe in prayer. See, and, and if you haven't gotten to that point, then you're really missing out on a, 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 a real important part of your Christian life. See, that, that, that prayer that we're supposed to have, God said in his word that my house shall be a house of prayer. And I see a lot of alien organizations out there that pray harder and more than people who should be leading the way and showing an example of what it means to be a prayerful person. See, that prayer to me is, 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 is communication with headquarters. To put it simple, communication with headquarters. When you need that help on the job where they browbeating you and they treating you like, like a third-class citizen for no reason at all. You haven't done anything. You're just coming there and trying to do your work. See, and you get to the point where if they say one more thing to me, I might be looking for a job. Because, see, I'm, I'm, I'm to the point where I'm ready to bang somebody and, you know, and, and just walk on out telling y'all got this job. I don't want it no more, you know. But, see, it don't always work like that, see, because once you bang somebody, you know, you might have a different kind of job. You might be making license plates somewhere, you know. See, you might not be able to, you might be escorted out instead of just walking out, you know, from there. So, so at that point, when you to that point where you want to bang somebody, see, you need to, you need to go to yourself 
in the bathroom, wherever you need to go. But, but see, you need to already have a prayer life before that time. See, because I don't need to go anywhere to, 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 to contact headquarters. See, and I, I just know how important that is. I, you need what? Amen. 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 See, 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 see. Look, I, I, I know I'll talk to you afterwards. Amen. 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 See, okay. Amen. We, look, see, we, we all need to be able to see through his word what, what he's trying to say to us. Amen. Like I said, I've, I've had those times where I really came to the point where an incident happened to me and from that point on, I had that connection where I believe in prayer now. Yeah. I believe because I experienced it to a point where I know this wasn't nothing but God. I, it was no way I could figure this out. I didn't have the power to change this. Nobody else around changed this. God changed this situation. And, and once that happened, I just said, wow. I mean, I was just amazed. And, and then I said, this really works. Yes. I said, let me find something else to pray about, you know. I, and I was just looking for opportunities to pray. And, and, and see, God loves to get us to them points where we ran, we ran out of our 15 ways. You know, we, we've done all our, all, all our trying that we're going to do. And our back is up against the wall. And we just ran out of ideas. And God said, now I can show up. Now I'll get the praise that I that, des that I deserve. So 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 we need to have that prayer life where we can go to God when we need Him. When 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 we ran out and we've come to the end of our rope, they say when you come to the end of your rope, then God meets you right there. Yeah, yeah. He's He's right there to tell you to let go and let Him. So 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 He's saying. Paul is saying. I'm grateful for your warm reception of God's word, which has the power to do amazing results in your lives if you believe. See, that's so key, what he said here, to those that believe. See, you know, it's so hard to sell a product, excuse me, that you don't use or believe in. See, see, I, 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 Brother Leo, you know, I, I got this lovely pen here, you know, and I, 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 I've been selling these for $5 to everybody else, but um, since I like you, I'm, I'm going to sell it to you for $3.50, okay? And, you know, but, um, and, and you're going to really love this pen, you know, and, and you start to ask me, well, what does it do? I mean, does it do, do, it do anything exceptional? I said, I don't know. I don't use pens. I, 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 I use pencils all the time, you know. So, so, so th that's, see, that's going to make this hard for me to try to sell you something that I don't use or believe in. See, see, it's hard for us to sell this to people when we don't use it. And they can see that, they don't, that we don't believe in it. See, see, we, we walk around and, 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 and we deny with our actions what we profess out of our mouths. We say one thing and do the other. 
So, 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 it, it, and, and Paul understood that these people, they meant what they were saying because for one thing, they received it as the word of God and not the word of men. See, we, we are to hold fast to that form, that form, he said, this, this pattern of, of, of here, here's a pattern that we see that uh, as an example here in uh, Acts chapter number two. See, he's telling us that we need to hold fast. First of all, then in our text, he says to hold fast to the form and continue in them. See, that's what characterized the early church from the beginning, from their very beginning that characterized them. In Acts chapter number 2 and beginning around verse 41, and it says, Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day they were added unto them about 3,000 souls. So those that believed his word, they, they gave them a, a baptismal date at the end of the month, and they said, well, you know, come back then, and that's when we usually do all our baptizing. So if you come back then, no, he didn't say that. He didn't say that. He said those that believe his word, he said, were baptized next week. He, he, he didn't say that. He didn't even say next week. He didn't say the next day. He didn't say that. He said, he said, he said and the same day after they were baptized, they were added unto their number about 3,000 souls. And, and, and here's, here's the pattern. See, that was the pattern back then. It's the pattern now. See, those that believe can get baptized today. That's the business that we in. We in the business of helping people to obey the gospel. Amen. See, because they said the pattern was whenever you believe what you've been told, what, what's been told to you from the scriptures, then that makes you a candidate if you want to be to be baptized. And then verse 30, 40, 42 says, and they, those ones who just been baptized, and they continued steadfastly in the things they used to do. They went back to what they was doing before, right? Now, what it said? It, it said, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. In the apostles' doctrine. I told you we got this from them. We got, they passed it down to us. In the apostles' doctrine, Pages sticking together here. And, if, and, and not only did they continue steadfastly in their doctrine or teaching, they also continued in what? Fellowship. See, now, I said I wasn't going to say this, but I, I, I'm going to say it. You know, see, 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 the pattern for them was not only to continue in reading the word, applying the word to their life. But see, you can't just make it off of just reading the word. 
See, I, I learned this before. I, I used to see people do this. And see, there's diff, different facets to this Christian life. See, because you can come here every time these doors are open. You can come to a worship service, Bible study, and rush out the door as soon as it's over with. And where you will be getting this word, you won't have a relationship with nobody in here. See, see, they're giving us the pattern here. See, they had a pattern because they continued, in, and that's good. That's good that uh, they continued in the doctrine. But see, then you have those people who, they won't come, they, they, they come every once in a while to worship. You know, we, we talked about them AMEs, the, the uh, uh, Mother's Day, Easter, and Christmas. You know, the, the, see, they, they come every once in a while. And, and, but, but if you tell them something's happening, something special, you know, we having, uh, 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 what's, the, what, what's the thing you have, what, what's, what you going to have to play? What's the love and modesty? You say, we having the love and modesty of, you know, oh, yeah, what, what's the colors that day? I'll I be down there, you know. I, I came to last time, you know, and we haven't seen them since last year, Okay. So, but anytime there's a party, anytime there's some fun happening, then I'm there. See, now, they come every once in a while to get some word, but they're there all the time. Some fun is happening. See, see, now, both of them are going to have problems because one is getting filled up on fellowship and no teaching, and the other one is getting filled up on teaching and no fellowship. The pattern here is that they had both of them. They had fellowship. They had teaching. Breaking the bread. There's the worship. See, it can't, can't be every once in a while. And, 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 and the pattern I see here is that the, the scriptures show is that they did this every first day of the week. Every first day of the week. Now, now people say, well, does that mean and we know the first day of the week is Sunday. So they say, you mean every Sunday I got to come to worship? It says on the first day of the week. Now, if you find a week that don't have a first day, then you don't have to come that particular week, okay? But as far as I know, every week has a first day. If you was getting paid on the first day of the week, you wouldn't ask your employer, are you going to pay me every week? You know, you, you would expect your money every Sunday. Amen. So, so we see worship, and, 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 and look at this last one here. And in prayers. They had a prayer life. We're talking about a pattern here. He said, he told us to hold, hold that form of sound words. See, I'm talking about a pattern here. I'm not making this stuff up. It's, it's right here. We, we see an example. See, God's word teaches us in three different ways. See, it, it teaches, us, teaches us in direct command, approved examples, and necessary inference. See, that direct command is thus, if the God's word says, thou shalt or thou shalt not, that's a direct command. And then if we see approved examples in here, then that's letting us know that we can do that. In the New Testament church. In the New Testament church. 
I'm not saying go in the Old Testament and find something and then bring it over in the New Testament. If you see it in the New Testament church, that's an approved example, and that's okay. And then necessary inference, meaning it's, it's approved by because it's taught in different places. So, so I was just showing you this pattern here that he told us to hold on to, hold on to this form and continue therein. And then he told, told us that we must hold fast, hold fast to these sound words by contending for them. Let me turn back here to my text here. He says, hold fast the form of sound words which thou hast heard of me. See, we got to hold to these because Jude told us in Jude 1 and 3, he said, Beloved, he says, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith. See, to contend for the faith is not, see how many people you can out-argue, you know, in, in, your, in the course of a day. That's not contending for the faith. See, to contend is to lawfully give one's all to the defense of the gospel. Yes. Lawfully. See, 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 because when he was talking about contending, he had in mind those Grecian games that they had at that time. And people, just like with our Olympics, they prepared themselves for a long time to be able to compete in this. And with, when you got the opportunity, you put your all in all in this. In the same way, he says that our responsibility, because we receive these words, is to be ready to defend it. Yes. See, one of, one of my favorite scriptures that I have a tendency to talk to new converts about is in 1 Peter 3 and 15. When, when we, in, in 1 Peter 3, 15, when people come down to the foundation of faith class and they ask, well, how long is this class? How long are we going to be the first day? They, we haven't even discussed anything. The first thing they, they look at, they, well, how long is this class? Okay. And I say, well, they tell me that Bible study isn't over till we meet the author of this book face to face. So, so, I mean, you know, you got somewhere to go. I don't let us hold you up, you know. But, but see, I, I just know that with this text here, in 1 Peter 3.15, it says, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. And usually when those people down there ask me how long this class is going to be, I say, when you're able to answer this, when you're able to give an answer for this. And most people that read through that, they only have a clue. I say, tell me what that means to you. And they, they all over the place with, with their answer. But, but it's saying we have to set God apart in our heart. And we got to be prepared. See, when you, when you go home from obeying the gospel and they want to know, you did what? Why did you do that? You was already saved. You've been over here 
Aunt, Aunt Maria's uh, church where she's the pastor. You, you've, been, you've been going over there for 30 years. Then what makes you think that you had to go and do something new over there? So, but if you can't give them an answer for that, see, it's, it's not likely that you'll even come back here. Because the scripture tells you about those people that when, when they run into persecution that they fall away. So, so we, we, we all have to be able to do what this says. Not only giving an answer. See, some of us can give an answer. Might not be the right answer. But we can tell some people something. Okay. But we, but we need to do all that. We need to have the Lord set apart in our heart. And be ready to give an answer. And it says, in meekness and in fear. In meekness, not weakness, meekness, and in reverence, reverence fear for God. So he says, we need to be ready to be able to defend the gospel. My question, are you holding fast to the teaching of the apostles by both continuing in those sound words and contending for those words. Verse number 13 says, we must do this in faith and in love. Y'all see that? In, in our text, it tells us, hold fast this pattern of sound words which thou hast heard of me in faith and love which is in Christ Jesus. See, we must, here's what he's talking about. He said, we must believe in that which we are holding fast to. It's quiet. Let me talk to this side over here. They looked at me like a deer in headlights over this side. Okay. See, he said, hold fast, hold fast the form of sound words which thou hast heard of me. I'm saying, he's saying, we must believe in that which we are holding fast to. We have to hold fast to these words. But if we don't believe the words, how are we going to hold to something that we don't even believe in? So we have to get understanding of the things that we're holding to. He says, in, in, in what we are holding fast to, that is the doctrine, and in whom we are holding fast to. Who gave us this stuff? So we have to believe in the doctrine and the person who gave us to it. I think the scriptures tell me uh, 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 it's impossible to please God because those that come to God must believe that he is, first of all, and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Not, every, not when we want to rub the, the, the lamp and, and get our wish, but when we diligently, diligently seek him. And, and then he says, we must do this, he says, in a spirit of love while holding fast. See, we're talking about love for God because this is his word. If we're holding fast to this, we need to hold fast knowing who we got it from. So this is talking about a love for God and his word and love for man in, in, in spite of those people that we don't ag agree with. See, now this, 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 this is the hard one here. See, he says, I want you to have a love for God and his word and love for man, including those that you disagree with. In 2 Timothy 
chapter number 2, and around verse 24. Let's go there. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 24. Look what it says here. He says, And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient, in meekness, instructing those that oppose them. If, if God perhaps, says per adventure or perhaps, will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. He's saying, you, you got to be in meekness. First of all, he said you need to be able or apt to teach. So you're not going to get that if, you, if you're not making yourself available to be instructed, okay? You're never going to be able to teach. And so, see, and a lot of times we might not be able to formally teach a class, but we have to teach with our lifestyle sometimes. Some people are drawn to us just by how we live our lives. So he says to be gentle to all, all men, not just the ones that you like, apt to teach, patience, in meekness, instructing them, those that oppose, oppose themselves. See, we got people that will give us word for word, and, and, and some of them don't, don't even like you. But it says that you got to be ready to give yourself to instructing them. And perhaps God will give them a heart of repentance to turn around. See, because I know we've all met some people that we've, we've heard there's some heinous crimes out here. And it, they need to see, they need a special place in hell for them. You know, they, they shouldn't just throw the book at them. They, you know, but is that what God really wants us? See, because God looks at every soul as redeemable. No matter what they've done. See, if that's not true, then his son didn't die for the whole world. The scriptures say he died for not only us, but for the whole world. And if if he died for the whole world, then he died for them as well. And God looks at them as redeemable as well. And the last thing he said in verse 26, he said, and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil. Talking about this one that opposes you. He said that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by, his, by him at his will. See, He's, he's saying that as servants of the Lord, because we love God and, and we have a love for me. See, I, I've said a number of times. See, we always going around talking about, you know, we hate what God hates. See, God hates sin. And, and that's, that's good. God hates sin, but he loves the sinner. But, but we say we hate the things that God hates, but we don't love the things that God loves. See, God loves souls, but we pick and choose who we love. See, I like, they my boys over there because, you know, I, I hang with them or, you know, or I like this one or then we'll colorize it or we'll uh, nationalize it. We, those people over there. Or this. See, God says, no, I like souls. All souls are mine. And, and, and unless, 
See, we can hate what God hates, but not love what he loves, and, and God's not going to have that. See, in holding fast to the apostle doctrine, are we doing so with sincere faith in Jesus and love for God and man? My last point is this. In verse 14, it says about text, he says, that good thing which was committed unto thee, keep by the Holy Ghost which dwelleth in us. See, the good thing committed to us. See, we must safely guard it. He says, in, in 14, he says, the good thing which was committed unto thee, keep. That word keep means to guard. Once you got it, that thing committed to you, then you need to guard that. You need to guard that so you don't lose that, okay? Because this is precious. He said, I want you to guard that. He, see, he said, and, and, and look, let's look at the commitment process of the gospel. And that good thing that he's talking about is the gospel, the good news. See, the gospel was, was committed to the apostles, men like Paul. In 1 Timothy 1 and 11, Paul says, according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust. So they got the gospel first. The apostles got the gospel. And I'm talking, I'm talking about the, the commitment process of the gospel. So God committed it to the apostles. They committed it to men like Timothy in 1 Timothy 6 and 20, it reads, O Timothy, keep that which is committed to thy trust, avoiding profane and vain babblings and oppositions of signs falsely so-called. So, so he's saying, avoid certain things. He says, but keep that doctrine that is committed to you. And, and lastly, those like Timothy who in turn were to commit it to faithful men who would teach others also. In 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse number 2, he says, And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. That's how we got it. Because they found faithful men to commit it to and the process kept on. We're talking about a commitment process of the gospel. See, the Christian doctrine is a trust committed to us. When God put his seal on us, he gave us his doctrine, his word. He committed it to us. It's committed to Christians in general, but what Paul was talking about here was something that was committed to Timothy as an evangelist. Amen? But it was also committed to us. I, I, I'm closing with this. It is committed to us to, so that we will preserve it in its purity and entirety and to transmit it to those who come after us. See, I, I'm saying it in different places. The reason why we have messed up communities and messed up states and places out here, because Satan 
works his, his thing one person at a time. See, Satan said, if I can mess, if I can go in the family and mess up the father and set him against the mother and the son and daughter against each other, he said, and if I just work on individuals, he said, soon I'll, I'll have one messed up family. And then when I got one messed up family here and one day, then I'll have messed up communities and I'll have messed up churches and messed up states, cities and states and, and countries. Just working one person at a time. And that's what he does. And, and if we're not aware of that, we'll play right into his game where he's, he's bringing us down one by one. See, it is committed to us to preserve pure and entire and to transmit to those who come after us. We're not passing this on to our, the next generation until a lot of times it's too late. We wait until they out of getting out of high school or they're going to high school. It's, that's far too late to pass this on. See, and, and, I, and I, only, I, I liken it a lot of time to, to running a, a marathon race. You know, if you don't pass that baton in the right way, then you're going to disqualify the team behind you. And, and, and we saw that. I know it, that really stuck with me when I saw it happening in the Olympics. When they were just, they were so, just so glad they had the lead on, on a person running the lap with them, and they just went back with the baton, and, and, and because it hit something, they thought it was in their hand, and the thing just dropped. Now, everybody on that team been training for four years or eight years or whatever to make this Olympics, and because you dropped this baton, you didn't make sure that it was in my hand, that disqualified all that time that I trained for this event. Gone down the drain. Now, if I wanted to, to, to try to get this medal again, I got to go another four years and train for this. See, and because we don't put the baton in the next generation's hands, a lot of times we disqualify them and to try to get them interested in receiving the baton again, it's too late because somebody else got them. The gangs got them. Their peer groups got them. Somebody or Satan's got them. So we got to make sure that we put the baton in the hand. Even those who are, are ever, this is absolutely my last Y'all know preachers say that until, until they get finished. Even those who are, who are ever so well taught cannot keep what they have learned any more than they could at first learn it without the assistance of the Holy Spirit. Y'all got to take this. If y'all don't take nothing else from this, take this, okay? Because a lot of us don't even realize we have a Holy Spirit, and we're definitely not using it for the value that it was given. I'm going to say that again. Even those who are ever so well taught, so well taught with this book, cannot keep what they have learned any more than they could at first learn it without the assistance of the Holy Spirit. See, it's going to take the Holy Spirit helping you to learn it 
It's going to take the Holy Spirit to help you to keep it. See, and if we, we must not think that we can keep it by our own strength, but keep it by the Holy Spirit that dwelleth in us. That's what, that's what Paul said. He said, I want you to keep these sound words, but don't try to do it under your own strength. I want you to do it according to the help that God has given you, that Holy Spirit that dwelleth in you. See, we got the Holy Spirit. It, it's, I was so glad when, when I got that message that God gave us a part of him, a divine part of him, to enable us to do anything he tells us in that book. Anything he tells us in there, we can do because we have a divine part of him that's our comforter, enabler to help us to do it. And most of the time, the Holy Spirit is sitting around like the Maytag repair man telling him, give me something to work with. Give me, he's asking y'all to give me something to work with. And we won't put nothing in there in order to give him something to work with. He's not going to work on his own. He's not, that period has passed. See, the only, only inspiration you're going to get is through perspiration. You're not going to get, it's not going to just come down to you, okay? You got to crack the book. You got to come to class. You got to come to service and get the inspiration and then make the application so, so the, the Holy Spirit can change your life. I, I, I'm done, brother. Will you, you, I know you've been ready to sing the song. Uh, if you hear and you're not a member of the Lord's church, it starts by, first of all, hearing God's word. Believe in his word. Making up your mind that you want to change. See, when you, when you do that, and I mean change your, your mind, heart, and action. You can't come and obey this and then say, I'm going back to do what I've been doing. No. You didn't really understand the commitment that you was making here. And that's what we talked about today. Once you take on this commitment, then some things have to change. Then when you're really ready to change, you, you confess the sweetest name on mortal tongues that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. That makes you a candidate to be baptized. We'll baptize you today. And then the scriptures say, live faithfully until death. I'll give you a crown of life. That's the process. That's the pattern that God has given. And, 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 and see, once you get in the race, now you have all the help that you need. He gives you his spirit. He gives you his word. He puts you in a family that can encourage you and, and build you up. I mean, see, you, you couldn't think of no plan like this to be in. It took God to, to think of this. I'm really done now, okay? I, I ain't going to say nothing. Now. I already closed my book. Up. Come on, brother. Come on. To lean every day, I'm learning. To lean, will I learning? 